PoePolitikin.com. Welcome back to PoePolitikin. I'm now politicking with Ryan and Smitty. How y'all doing today? Great. How's it going? I'm good, bro. So the first thing, I know, heard the new song, Hove Lane, by Nicki Minaj is on the new album. So I just want y'all to talk about that song a little bit. Let us know the background about it, how y'all came about it, the beat and everything. I really like that song. Man, thank you. We definitely appreciate that. Yeah, so like, uh, man, it was just a random day. We made the beat. We just, we had, we had met Safari through a mutual friend, and we just started trying to get in that zone because he was asking for beats for Nicki. So, uh... We just started going in on some stuff, maybe sending like five or six, maybe seven beats. And, you know, finally he had hit us one night just like, yo, are you kidding me? Like, listen to this shit. Yes. You know, and then Twitty. Yeah, Twitty, he basically said she liked it. She called us uh, on another day and was like, I love everything about it. I just need four different hook, hook versions. So we went back and reworked out the hook and then got it back to work. And uh, she loved it, found a version she loves. All right, for sure. So can I uh, get your background a little bit? Let us know how y'all got involved with music, both individually, and then how y'all came together, starting with Ryan. Sure. All right, yeah, so uh, I'm born and raised in Las Vegas. Basically been, like, I don't know, somewhat involved in music my whole life. Always playing piano, picked up the guitar in high school. I was playing in, like, a punk band through high school, and then we just needed a way to record, so... You know, kind of got into that that way. Ended up coming out to L.A., uh, into USC, and someone taught me how to make beats, so I started doing that, and I ran into Smitty. He's going to take it away. Yeah, Smitty, I'm from Detroit. I came up playing drums in the gospel church. You know, I was kind of influenced by everybody from the Clark Sisters, the Trick Trick, and the Gold Squad. <laughs> so, you know, I just kind of put all those little layers together. But from being a drummer, I learned how to be a sick programmer on the NCC, and you know, by the time I got out here with Ryan, I was writing hooks and doing stuff like that in addition to making beats. And, you know, when we saw each other, we were like, yo, we could probably put this together and make something happen. All right. So, far as how would y'all describe y'all, uh, y'all sound, y'all style? How would you describe it? Like, we're the new rhythmic guys. Like, but, we, but we're real musical, too, between the two of us, just coming from different genres. So, like, we're definitely musical. We're definitely rhythmic. And... Yeah, any given time, right? Get out of the acoustic out. We could be doing that over like breakbeat, or you know, obviously with the Nikki, we were kind of t- trying to sonically stunt on that. So we got all those just hard hitting stems, and just you know, really stuff that make you want to move in a certain way. We try to go off to that, you know. And I was kind of programmed crazy just being the drummer. I kind of got rhythms that people aren't really using, so we try to innovate in that way. You know, just figure out a new way to bring the sound of pop music in general, because we're not just limited to rap records. Yeah, we got like a rock mentality, but we got all the sounds in the world. And I say, is any um, producers, past, future, present, that influence y'all, y'all kind of look up to? Yeah, this is me. I would say everybody from Jay Dilla on up to, you know, just even just the Neptunes and Timberland, but then we took that. What they had is just trying to put music to it. You know, like, a lot of times cats that make beats don't really know how to play. We had a ability, you know, we know Ryan's playing guitar, acoustic and electric and bass, and then we both play piano officially. So we're able to, like, you know, just musically do it. So we like everybody from, you know, those cats that are just dope beat makers to those cats that are really musical. Even like a, like one of our uh, mentors in the game is the mix engineer, Dave Pensado. He kind of like, you know, we're inspired by him as much as we are 
you know, by tripling. <laughs> well, well, can y'all kind of go over y'all, uh, you talked about a little bit earlier, but your process, like how y'all, when y'all make y'all beats, like what exactly how y'all do it? Man, so I would say, I mean, really either one of us can start. And, and we're a little different than just beat makers because a lot of days we're just in here writing songs. Oh, okay. You know, and then we, we produce around that. But, you know, in the case that it's the beat, usually it's one of us is just starting the idea or whatever and, you know, get it to a point where the other of us is like, oh, so, like, you know, and then we kind of just go back and forth. Yeah, like I might hear an idea he does and I might just try to figure out how to mess it up. <laughs> and then once it's messed up, we put it back together, together, and then, you know, it just becomes this thing that's, you know, our world, you know, as opposed to just a regular beat. We just start with the music, we start with the rhythm, you know, and a lot of times we might be in here digging in the crates, finding different sounds, and those sounds will inspire us to do, you know, even more crazy stuff, so. Yeah, it's definitely like a dirty it up, clean it up, dirty it up, clean it up, like, until it's polished, but it's still just filthy. I mean, how would you describe, like, because, uh, you know, it's kind of hard sometimes, like, being a team. So how would y'all describe y'all chemistry? Do y'all ever, like, get into fights and everything, or y'all good? <laughs> I mean, I feel like we play to each other's strengths. Like, we've, we've learned how to work in a room with each other, you know, over three years. It might have taken us two years to figure out what each of us need to be doing, you know, in any given situation. But I feel like we got a good idea how to play off each other, so... Yeah, we do, whatever, we do whatever it takes to get it done. So at some, any given point, one of us might have to step back in order to get it done, you know, because at the end of the day, both of us can't be working on the snare drum at the same time, you know. So we just kind of figure it out. And then we kind of be in here like a, 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 a two-man band, you know, like he's on the guitar and I can pull out the bass and start slapping away or whatever. Or if I'm on the NPC looping up something and he could be over by the keys, you know, playing and then we kind of just start you know any kind of way we feel it and then by the, end, by the time it's over it's, it's all together you know yeah, I'll say y'all kind of playing off each other real good in the interview because usually I have to like say each other's name but y'all just like take the turns and everything so I, I see the chemistry even in the interview man there it is <laughs> alright so I just want y'all to talk about uh some of your, cause y'all got, I saw y'all had a lot of placements so I want to talk about uh just talk about some of your placements then I want to know how do you go about getting placements? Because I have, uh, it's a couple, like a lot of producers don't really know how to get placements. So I just want y'all to talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Well, this is funny. With us, it just kind of started with our network. Obviously, you know, Ryan with the USB came out and uh, did some interning. I-, I used to work with another producer interning with him. So you build a lot of connections and relationships through that. And then you kind of realize that you just kind of got to nurture those relationships and get people the, the, the right things at the right time. So with us, I mean, it's like, there's no guaranteed way to get placements. We just try to attack everything. And like with Nikki, there was like, oh, there's a project right in front of us. So there was a reason for us to go and focus and do 20, 30 beats, you know, in that day, you know? So once we did, we knew that we would have a better chance. So with us, in terms of placements, we just like to be able to focus and try to get our artists something that they need. You know, then we just pick up the phone or get on Twitter or work with our management to find the right connection to get it to the people we think need it, you know? Okay. And what advice would y'all give to any aspiring producers trying to, you know, build a name up? Because, you know, y'all y'all there right now, man. Y'all, y'all, y'all up next. So what advice would you give to the upcoming trying to get in the game, trying to be where y'all at right now? 
man, you just, you have to be able to handle everything. Like, first and foremost, you got to focus on your craft and make sure you're really, really tight. Because, you know, like, you're only getting one or two chances to walk in these rooms and meet people. If you're not selling something the first or second time, like, you know, there's not much sense in being there. So I think you got to get really tight, and then you just got to figure out where you want your place in the game to be. Yeah, I can piggyback that statement, Paul. Just like, you know, you got to figure out what, what's it, like, what projects you should be going after. Because a lot of producers just like, oh, I want to do Britney Spears records. They don't really know the first thing about doing a Britney Spears record. So you got to make sure that, you know, when, whenever you're trying to pursue something that you got. And, you know, I feel like it, it goes, the words go to the visionaries in the game. If you just sit at home and figure out, I got a hit for this person, and, and you know it's really a hit, then you got to do everything in your power to go and get that hit to that person, you know, because mm. it's one thing to just make a beat, but it's another thing to give somebody something that they need to be able to get back on the radio and go on, go on tour, you know? So we really try to do that. Like, we're customer service advocates in a sense because we could get in here and be selfish and make any kind of beat we want, but at the end of the day, we would like to give the artists what they need at a given time so that they can do something bigger than what they've been doing. So uh, speaking of projects, what are what are y'all like projects y'all y'all working on got coming up? Well, people just set us up today for records on Dr. Dre. Mm. We got uh, just sent over a new record to Justin Bieber, which is just ridiculous. Which I think he's really gonna love that. Uh, uh, we do we just got a new record on Rise. Obviously, the Nikki and uh, they're they're looking for Birdman now. So since we were able to get in with that, you know, we can send beats for Stunner. And, uh, you know, whatever kind of comes our way, we are kind of just working with different writers every day, trying to put stuff together. But for the most part, you know, those things that we're very closely linked to are the things that we like to go uh, go after because, obviously, we don't want too many hurdles in trying to get our music heard. So we go, you know, go after the stuff that's presented to us and that we can actually put it in, in, in hands that are very close to the artist. Yeah, we got to go, like, a little bit at developing artists. You know, you got to shoot for the stars a little bit, and then you got to just go with what's working. Yeah, I would say, so what are y'all, like, uh, I guess y'all top three, like, immediate goals y'all trying to get done right now? Top three goals? Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of artists or just in terms of the game in general? Just, just y'all career in general, the game in general. Uh, we want to eventually develop some artists like Ryan was saying and like get an imprint on a label and really be able to show, put our mark on pop music because, you know, it's one thing to get a cut here, get a placement here. You know, it's another thing to have your sound be in, in, in the pulse of like what's really going on out there. I heard Kanye say it once, he said, I got my finger on the pulse of the youth. And that's kind of what we really want to do. We want that opportunity to bring something even better to the table because we feel like we know, you know, we feel like we know what's hot feel like we know it's sonically banging man you know we want to be able to do that if we can do it you know discover the next Aaliyah and put her out there or the you know even discover the next Jay-Z we think that we can uh, really get an artist a chance to like be able to do something over the next 10 years that's like super hot so how can uh, new artists like hit y'all up if they want to try to reach out to y'all Twitter, yeah, Twitter. At Ryan and Smitty on Twitter. That's the easiest way. We can't, yeah, Ryan and Smitty at gmail.com, too. Oh, so y'all actually respond? <laughs> that's that's comes right to my phone. Yeah, a lot of people, they be trying, like, they don't want to respond to people. All right, so uh, when y'all not making music, I want to know, uh, do y'all do y'all actually, do y'all kick it outside of music? Then if y'all do, like, what what's, what things y'all do together? 
But we go, we try to go hoop every day. We some basketball heads, watch games, you know, chase women. Oh, I said that part. Um, you know, all the stuff usually, you know, people in the music industry do, you know. Yeah, we're right here on like Melrose Avenue, so we just pretty much walk outside and it's kind of cracking a little bit, but I'm not going to lie, we were. <laughs> Alright, and is any, uh, far as the game, is any, like, anything that kind of really bother you? And if, like, you can wave a magic wand, you wish you can fix, or no? Man, I'm sorry, can you repeat that? I was saying, far as just the music industry in general, is anything that kind of bothers you that you wish you can fix, or everything's, everything's peachy? Um, I would say no, I wouldn't try to change anything, because at the end of the day, you know, when we weren't getting placements, we, we actually couldn't... You know, we couldn't be like, oh, the haters, or we don't know this person. We really had to come with better material. Yeah. I think everything was worth it that we went through because it actually did make us that much better. Every struggle we had made us dig in further and figure out why we were getting placements, and we were able to up our game, you know? So how how long did it take y'all before y'all actually, like, actually kind of broke that barrier and started getting placements? Like, could you say y'all been together three years? So how many years did it actually take y'all before y'all actually started getting those placements? I mean, we were crazy blessed. Like, we got together and maybe within two to three months, we got a cut on. We got a bonus track on Chris Brown graffiti. Oh, okay. And then, like, maybe three months later, we got a single on this kid, Jayco, and that put us on the rhythmic chart. So, we were kind of hooked right there. Yeah, all you got to do is get a slight chance to get in it, and then after that, you're going to just keep going. So, for us, that first cut on Chris Brown wasn't enough. We are like, yo, we can do this. And we just, you know, from there, we just started working every day to see what, you know, what we could do to innovate in the game. So, that's what we try to do. And what are y'all, like, the, uh, y'all consider y'all proudest accomplishment right now so far? I would definitely say being on the Nicki record, because I feel like when we got on the Chris Brown record, there wasn't, you know, people didn't really know, you know. And with this, there's no way that everybody doesn't know. <laughs> you know, like, everybody was looking at this release and waiting for it to come out. So I would definitely say this, and it's, it's a great way to, like, piggyback and do even bigger things in the game. And I said, then y'all do a track with uh, Lady Gaga, too, though? We did, uh, yeah, it was for SNL. It was The Lonely Island and Lady Gaga and Justin Timberlake. It was called uh, Three Way. Yeah, I think that's that's probably a better look in my opinion. I don't know. I think that's 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 bigger in my opinion. I mean, it's, it's obviously, it's great. Like, that's amazing to me. I want a hit record, like a number one record or, or an artist that's going to last a lifetime. Okay. That, that's obviously amazing, but that, it wasn't necessarily a goal of mine. Oh, so y'all looking for that number one, number one record song? Definitely. We feel like that's, that's just, that's a step that, you know, in a certification that can push you into the big leagues of being a producer, you know, put you on the level with Timberland and, uh, and the Neptunes and you know if you're able to produce those number, rec- number one records they know at that point that you're not a fluke because a lot of people got that one hot beat and they, they get lucky and get that one hottest beat to be heard and then after that they you know they can't follow up on it but with us, for us so like what we put it down the way we put it down so far we get a number one record we're fully validated in the business and obviously I know I, uh, I hear about like ghost producing sometimes y'all never had to do that Oh, no, we don't have those. No, yeah, we definitely don't have them, and we haven't done it. But, yeah, like, we've done, yeah, we've done some co-productions with people, but no, we don't have them, and we, def- we don't really do that for anyone. And then as far as, like, a new, like, a new 
producer they're trying to get on, would you suggest they do that or no? Or you just depend on who the producer is? Possi- yeah, great possibility of doing that. I mean, if you sign, you know, we know some people that sign. Danger Hands, he signed the Timberland and now he's a great producer in his own right, you know. So it could definitely work. We were more concerned. We didn't want at any point, you know, to be in competition with the person we're working with. So we already got enough competition in the room between the two of us, you know, to like make it happen. So we were like, hey, we don't want to, you know, get with anybody who could potentially maybe not play our music because, you know, they're trying to play their ideas that they have. Or, you know, yeah, I mean, you just got to, you got to look at it like whatever is going to be the best move. You know, in our situation, when we first came into the game, like, you know, it wasn't like Dr. Luke called us and was like, hey, want to produce for me? You know, but if that does happen and, and you have no other way in, like, yeah, it's definitely worth looking at. But, you know, again, it, that's just that you got to figure out where you want to be in the game. All right. So, uh, what would you like to, like your fans, your supporters, what would you like to say to them? Uh, I'll just keep looking out for more of our music. Like, we're not going to stop. We're in the studio right now cooking up. So if you like old man, you're gonna, we got way more in store for you that you're going to be, like, gigging to on dance floors across the country and, like, bobbing your head to it in the radio. It's going to be rhythmic. It's going to be hella bass heavy. And it's just going to have, you know, it's going to be good music. So look forward to that. Right, so I just want to, I want to see how serious y'all grind is. So, like, in a week, how many, uh, like, can you say you write or you, sometimes you make the produce the beat? So I want to know how much material do y'all make in a, a week's time? I would say, man, let me average it out. I'm going to just say something like two to three beats, maybe two songs, two to three songs, two to three beats. But, I mean, it could go up and down because there are some songs that we're spending four or five days on, and then there are songs that happen in four hours three hours then I, I was I, I was thinking like far as producer like you should just be constantly constantly making material because you never know what artist you'll come across and then you already have some stuff in the stash like you know like once you like really become in demand and people like really start coming for you would you suggest that too or no no I mean we definitely stocked up you know we got beats stocked up but you know, you have to do what's in front of you at the same time. You know, there are people looking at us like, hey, I'd like this type of record and I'm willing to pay you. You know, we're going to we're gonna do that. Yeah, there's nothing like customization. Like, we make that thing, we make that whole lady for anybody but me. Okay. He said, yeah, we make that for anybody but her. And so, there's something about focusing in and going in on the artist that can, I feel can raise your chances. You know, we used to dream at home about making beats for Jay-Z, but we had no way to meet him. So for us, you know, we had to work with a lot of low-level artists that were doing it and learn how to cater to them so that when we did get a big artist in front of us, we could do the same. We already knew what it was about. Mm. So what, you used to talk about Jay-Z, what uh, artists that you didn't really work with yet that you like to work with? I definitely would love to work with Jay. The Beyonce's and Rihanna's of the world. Yeah, I would love to do something really dope for Chris, just because now he's rapping and singing. And we feel like we got a little niche in that area, you know. Right. So I just want to say thank you for coming through politics with me. No, thank you. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, no problem. I would say you want to tell them how to hit y'all up. Your websites, Twitter, and all that. Facebook. 
Hit <laughs> 